0: and don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can also cue your finger in Acts chapter 19. We'll be there as well. Turn with me to John chapter 16. He he continues this thread of talking about, I'm I'm not going to leave you orphans. He he says this in John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. (laughs) I can't even imagine being in these guys' shoes. It's good that I go. Because when I go, I'm going to send him. It's better. Jesus was a super handy person to have around. I mean, come on. Yeah. Think about it. You, you got five thousand people that need lunch, and all you got is a kid's, you know, little uh, what do you call those uh, little square things that they give them lunchable. lunchable. Yeah, they, they, it's got a lunchable, a couple fish, and a few pieces of cracker. And Jesus multiplies that baby to feed five thousand, to feed four thousand people. He, he uses a different side. There was one jumbo lunchable and one smaller lunchable. But he did that. And, and then when they're, they're in the sea, you know, these guys are fishermen. I mean, they love boats and they're all about it, you know, but they're in the boat and then all of a sudden the sea is so bad that the fishermen think that they're going to die. They wake up Jesus. I mean, I, I don't know what, why they woke him up. Did they wake him up just to say, hey, hey wake up, you, you might want to see the end. But Jesus stands up in the boat and he says, peace be still, and it's Perfectly still. Or another time they're on on the sea, right after feeding the 5,000, they're on the sea and they're about ready to die, and they're like, oh, we're going to die. Jesus isn't even with them that time. What are we going to do? And then he comes walking along the water. Hey, guys. (laughs) Super handy to have around. Heal the sick. Opened the eyes of the blind. Sometimes he did fun things like spit in the mud and put mud balls in the guy's eyes or whatever it was. But he did something that was miraculous and it didn't matter what the situation was, what the problem was, what the lack was, what the anxiety was. Jesus was there to fix the problem until he wasn't. Right? Until he wasn't, until he was supposed to be in Bethany, but he didn't show up and. Lazarus died. They they sent word in plenty of time. Jesus was just in Jerusalem. Bethany's just a few miles away. He waited four days. Lazarus died and Jesus didn't show up. And of course, remember, Jesus came to the tomb and Mary was sad, weeping at his feet. Martha was Martha, you know. If you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He'll rise again. I know he'll rise again in the resurrection, you know. No, I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. And then he, he calls Lazarus forth. I love what Martha says when he says, roll away the stone. She's like, but Lord, he stinketh. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus says, "Come, for Lazarus, come forth. I, you know, and it's been said, if he would have said, come forth, everybody would have come forth. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. And so just Lazarus did. Handy guy to have around. Again, until he wasn't. They all go up on the mountain, Peter, James, and John up on the mountain there, you know, Jesus is transfigured, but the guys are down at the base of the hill with a demon-possessed kid. This is the way it is when we go to men's retreat, guys. We leave our wives with demon-possessed children. <laughs> they're waiting for us to come back down and cast the demons out, you know. The devil's always waiting for you when you come back from retreat, right? But but here's the situation where they're trying to cast this demon out and Jesus is up on the hill. He needs to come down to help them. Jesus is saying, "Hey, it's going to be better when I go." Why? Because the Holy Spirit is going to come. He's not just going to be wandering around. and We need to go find Jesus to help him help the situation. No, he is going to live inside of you. I am going to be with you inside of you for every situation, for every problem, for every trial. And we only lack because we don't believe it. Because we don't believe that the power of the living God, the same God that rose Jesus from the dead, the same power that works in us to will and to do His good pleasure is in us and working through us. And by faith, God can move mountains by the Spirit of God working inside of us if we would just believe it. But as I said before, it's often just ignored within the church. Jesus says, I'm going to send him to you. What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? What is he going to do when when he sends him to us? What's going to happen? Is it going to be some crazy thing? All of a sudden I'll be whooping around and making all kinds of noises and jumping around and speaking all kinds of weird languages and, and slapping people on the face. And, you know, I mean, is this what's going to happen? How is this thing going to manifest? Is he coming? Because godliness is a means of financial gain? So that I can have all kinds of money. Didn't Paul warn Timothy about that? That be warned of those who think that godliness is a means of financial gain. They've been caught in a snare of the devil. And it's pierced many through with sorrows. There's a whole lot of ideas about what the Holy Spirit's all about. But what does the Bible say the Holy Spirit's job is? That's what I want to ask. Notice verse 8. When he has come, he will convict the world of sin... And of righteousness and of judgment. And then he explains it. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the world ruler of this world has been judged. And still I have many things to say to you, but I cannot, you cannot bear them now. So the first job of the Holy Spirit that the Bible gives is, is to bring conviction to the world. The Spirit of God is the light of God that shines into the world. And it says that Jesus is the light that shines into every man that comes into the world. And so we know that the Spirit is coming into the world to shine into the light of every single person that ever lived. And give them the light of Christ. But we also know that in John chapter 3 that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil so they would not come to the light that they might be saved. And so you have this this light of God that's shining into the world. He comes alongside that paraclete with them, with you, to convict you. To convict you of three things sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin because you did not believe in Jesus. You don't believe in Jesus. I don't know how it happened in your life, but I know that the Spirit came and started whispering into my ear You're going to hell. And I just was like this overwhelming, like, oh, you know, I can't. And, and it just was uncomfortable. He is a little bit uncomfortable. He makes you a little bit nervous. I'm going to hell. Oh, what am I going to do about my sin? And so he does that. He comes in. Why? Because you have not believed in Jesus. Why? Why that? Because Jesus has dealt with the problem of sin. And until you have bowed your knee to Jesus, you do not belong to the kingdom of light. You belong to the kingdom of darkness. There is no good people that get to go to heaven because they're nice and sweet and everybody loves them. and Oh, they're good people. They, they go to church and even though it's not a Christian church, they're, they're religious. and they, No. There is children of God born again by the Spirit uh, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there are children of the devil. And some of them are very nice people. But there is a line in the sand and that is those who belong to Jesus are going to heaven and those who do not belong to Jesus, do not belong to the Spirit, are going to hell. And so the Spirit comes and He tells us that. It's not a super comfortable conversation, but He tells us that. Sometimes He uses you to tell people that. But He's telling everybody that. And the whole world hears that message of sin because they've not believed in Him. Not because they did all kinds of bad things. Yes, because they did all kinds of bad things, but they're not taking The remedy. You know, honestly, this is the only unforgivable sin. To deny what the Spirit is speaking to our life. To blaspheme Him to the point where, shut up, I don't want to hear you anymore. And to divide yourself off from the presence of God and from the salvation that's in Jesus Christ. Because that's the Spirit's job, is to tell you about Jesus. And so the blasphemy of the Spirit becomes denial of Jesus and the message of the Holy Spirit. Of sin, because they've not believed in me. Also, he convicts us of righteousness. Why? Because I go to my Father, Jesus says. You realize that when Jesus walked this earth, he was the only one that was good? He's the only good person on the entire face of the earth. And it had to make you a little bit uncomfortable being around Jesus, although he made you feel very comfortable. He accepted you, but you you got the sense immediately, he's a different spirit. He's a different person than me, than anybody. Never been around a piece. Nobody ever spoke like this man. Nobody ever made me feel like this man. Jesus was different. And so too, as Jesus leaves the earth and goes to His Father, He sends the Spirit into the world and the Spirit begins to show what God's standard of righteousness is to to show you, you're guilty. You're guilty. And and the beautiful thing is, is that He indwells His people and so now the Spirit of God is in you regardless of your behavior, regardless of how, you know, intense you are, how mild you are. It's interesting. I've talked to so many Christians who are not judgmental people, and there are Christians who are judgmental people. Repent of that. They're not judgmental people. They're very kind. They're sweet. They're kind to everybody. It doesn't matter if the person is completely, you know, of the devil. They're loving towards them. And yet... When you walk into the room with somebody who is of a completely different spirit, that spirit goes "Ah," you know, when you're there next to them because the spirit of God is in you.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756